is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Christmas movies straight up. No disclaimer. <laughs> I'm Alonzo, and I love making Bran watch Christmas classics he's never seen before. And this is a Deck the Hallmark podcast. I gotta tell you, Alonzo, it may just be March, but I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I've I've well, uh, I've unlocked Pandora's box. I'm back into Christmas music. It's just all happening all at once for me. I don't know what it was. There was something about it was March 16th. There was something about that date that made me go, "Let's get." I mean, what are we waiting for? Let's just do this thing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, even those of us who are, uh, you know, Christmassier than others, maybe kind of need January, even February off. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, it, we, we can never stray for too long. I, I so what I typically do is I'll take uh, I'll listen to Christmas music through the new year and then I'll stop mm-hmm. and right. I'll just see how long I can how long I can make it. Now, in, in, in prior years, I've made it to like May, but there was something, oh, I don't wow. know. I just, it, it just happened. Uh, the Mar- shake set in. The and, sh- you know. I was in my car and I said, you know what? To heck with it. I'm doing it today. I want it today. And maybe it was the fact that on that day I watched Miracle on 34th Street. Could be. I don't know. It's uh, got that kind of power. It does have that kind of power. But how are you doing? Are, are you in the, uh, are you in the same boat or are you kind of a... Uh, Oh yeah, no, for sure. I I have already you know ducked back into the uh, Sirius XM uh, holiday traditions channel. So, That's what know. that was my gateway drug. I I, yep. I I uh I well what happened was I got a new vehicle and for the first ah. time ever I have uh, Apple CarPlay and I was there like going go. through the apps and I was like oh I have the XM app in here I clicked that and then the rest was history. Yeah, you're sunk. <laughs> I'm sunk at that point. Um, movie movie uh, critic, uh, Alonzo Duralde, uh, how's life for you? Is it busy right now? Is there a lot of movies you're having to, to fit in that you missed the first time? What's going on in your world? Yeah, mix of things. I, I am definitely catching up on stuff as it hits streaming that I was not going to in theaters. But yesterday, I went to a movie. Uh-oh. It's happening, I, everybody. The pandemic's over. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, no. I kept my mask on the whole time. But uh, I did. I went to an afternoon matinee of The Batman. Uh-huh. Um, I saw it this and- past weekend as well. Yeah, and it was a pretty empty theater, and I boy, it, were movies always this loud? I, I you know, I'm, I'm out of practice, and so I was like, the ha, what? This is louder than my TV speaker. Uh, exactly. I'm not yeah, used the, to this. The, my neighbors would never go for this kind of thing, so. What'd you think yeah, of the Batman? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I. I admire it more than I love it, but uh, I thought it had some really cool ideas. I, I, I think mainly I just love the idea. I loved the way that the movie was able to convey the notion of we're so used to the idea of Batman at this point. And then, right. of course, yes, he's there and he fights crime and blah, blah, blah. But the movie really captures the idea of what a room full of cops would feel like if this guy in a bat costume shows up in the middle of an investigation. They're like, 
really he's here uh I, you know i i liked that i liked how it was able to make us see that character through new eyes so that yeah. was that was that was my favorite and i also appreciated that this was an origin story but we fast forwarded the first two years like i appreciated that like we don't we didn't need that part again so yeah. it was nice that, so we still had the originness of it and things that yeah. he's still learning but didn't you know. have to kill the parents for once which was nice and uh, i i agree with glenn weldon and npr i think they they goof on the batman origin thing so uh effectively in did you see teen titans go to the movies i did not but i've heard it's wonderful they have a crime alley sequence that is hilarious really? and so it's like and 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 it's it's like okay we can't do this again for a while because it's it's become such a cliche now to kill batman's parents and the way we do it that we have to just knock it off and so i'm glad this movie didn't even bother to try and take us there so good for them i loved it personally i i oh, good. which uh you know i'm not i'm usually like superheroes are hit or miss for me and uh-huh. uh but this one I, I just i thoroughly enjoyed it and maybe you know it is like still like theater is f- feeling still fresh but sure. the, the batmobile scene shoot forget about it pretty pretty rocking did it need to be three hours did it need to be three hours? I am of the opinion that nothing needs to be three hours. If, <laughs> if only for the reason that it's just hard to afford a babysitter at that point. Sure. Like, no, no. I if get I'm it. trying to fit in a whole like dinner and then a three hour blockbuster, forget about it. I can't right. do, I can't do all of that or else I, you know, we're going to have to raise Bramble Jam plus subscription prices and we can't do that either. <laughs> oh, those are already too high. Look, I, I eat a three hour movie for breakfast, you know, like you drive my car, give it to me. But three hours of Batman. I don't know. I think they could have they could have told us everything they needed to tell us in less. But, you know, that's just me. I am not the type of person that needs to watch all the best picture movies. It doesn't like I don't I honestly don't care about awards. It does nothing for me. But which of the best picture nominees would you suggest for brand? Maybe not what the best one is, but which one should I watch? Oh, for brand, for brand, for, for no question, uh, that would be a West Side Story. I, I, I. So here's the thing: I have a really hard time with watching uh, movies at home. I okay. w- and when they were in the theaters, and I didn't get to that one in the theaters. Same issue, three hours long. It was just sure, a hard. Sure. Situ- it was during the holiday season uh, in January, yeah. and it was just tough. I didn't get to it. So now that it's out on Disney Plus, I still just I can't find it in me to do it because I know I missed it in the theaters, but I know I need to because everybody tells yep. me it's so good. And I, and I no, love West Side Story. Yeah. Well, look, when you're, when you're very young children leave the house to go see the Batman, then you can have that time to yourself to watch West Side That's Story. That's exactly right. If you're not bringing your four-year-old to Batman, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you exactly. even doing? Uh, we're doing Miracle on 34th Street today and we're doing yes. it next week as well. 1947, 1994. Four. Four. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about this one today because I had never seen it. I had only seen the 94 version. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked about last week how I always felt like I had to hold that close to the vest and not um, share that information because I am a Christmas lover. I'm a fanatic. I've made a career out of Christmas. And to not have seen the 1947 Miracle on 40th Street, uh, 40, you got it. It felt yeah. like people were, I was going to lose my job somehow. So I just had to hold that close. You to know, Brand, Brand, you're only as sick as your secrets. And so now <laughs> you no longer have to hide that from the world because you've seen the 1947. Version. I feel so free. Uh, <laughs> very excited to talk about it. Alonzo, will you give us a little, uh, little synopsis and we'll dive in. 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street uh, opened uh, in the summer of 1947. And what we'll a talk time. about why. And it went a little something like this. When the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Santa gets drunk, store higher up Doris Walker gets lucky. With the sudden appearance of Chris Kringle, who steps in at the last minute, Kringle is such a great Santa, he even brings his own costume, that he gets a full-time job at Macy's. Kringle, however, insists that he's the real Santa, much to the chagrin of store psychologist Mr. Sawyer. As for Doris's precocious daughter Susan, she doesn't believe in Santa at all, having been raised by Doris to see the world in absolutes. Chris eventually teaches Susan to use her imagination for the first time. Chris becomes the subject of a sanity hearing, and lawyer Fred Gailey, Doris's next-door neighbor who is courting her, goes all out to prove that his client is none other than the real Santa Claus. And that, my friends, was Miracle on 34th Street. Fantastic, Alonzo. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll break this movie down, share our thoughts right here on Deck the Homework. back and it feels good on a Monday to be talking about Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, let's break it down. Let's share our thoughts on it. Let's start with the hot take. Um, I, I mean, you can you can go first. You've seen it before, but uh, kind of talk about why, you know, obviously it's a classic, but talk a little bit about sure. that and your thoughts on the movie. I, you know, weirdly enough, this was one I did not watch that much as a kid. I, I, I You know, part of why I wrote a book about Christmas movies in the first place was, uh, you know, there's something for, look, I grew up in an era before the internet. I grew up in an era largely, I, mean, I didn't, we didn't get a VCR till I was in high school. We didn't have cable till I was in high school. So I was kind of reliant upon not just sort of like a handful of TV channels, but also sort of like what my family, you know, what our traditions were, what our media was, you know. So, like, we grew up in a house with, like, four Christmas albums. You know, it was, like, Bing, Andy Williams, Dean Martin, and, like, the Boston Pops. And that and is so all you it, need, to be fair. I mean, it's a good starter kit, for sure. But, like, as an adult, to discover, like, oh, what, Ella Fitzgerald? You know, like, all oh, this right. other stuff. That's That was always, that was really exciting for me to kind of add to my, my you know, sort of repertoire of, of holiday stuff. And it was the same with movies. Like, we were definitely in It's a Wonderful Life household, and maybe sometimes, like, White Christmas, and, you know, We're No Angels, like, a handful of these movies but like miracle on 34th street was not one of them so it wasn't until later in life that i kind of was able to track it down on my own and 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 fall in love with it um but you know i i watched it again this week for the for the show and um it i still find it moving and and, and funny and and you know but i there were, there were a couple times where i kind of caught myself getting you know sort of verklempt you know and um so yeah i i just think it's really effective and and again as as we always talk about when we get into the christmas feels you know that there is there's the sort of outward facing performative like how many lights how much tinsel how many trees christmas but there's also that that christmas spirit that notion of you know finding your best self and 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 reaching out to other people and being there for them and i think that movie this movie delivers that just like in 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 a in abundance this is a christmas movie folks and, and there's no you can make argument about all sorts of movies including ones that i watch every year that they take place at christmas there's nostalgia with it but is it really a christmas movie like you, I mean, you could, I could, the, the diehard conversation can extend to home alone. Like it's just a kid doing pranks on people 
and there's sure. Christmas music and it's at Christmas time. This is unmistakably a Christmas movie. And it is so dang good. Like, gosh. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So good. Santa Claus. He's I mean, he's the real one. Like, there's no oh, yeah. there is no doubt about it. Like, so good. And I mean, the, the 19 and we'll get to the 1994 Santa also great. But this is just above and beyond. Like I, I was like, how'd they get Santa for this? Like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I have this series of books that uh, a critic named Danny Peary wrote called Cult Movies, and in talking about Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, he says that like Santa Claus borrowing Edmund Gwen's SAG card uh, plays himself in this movie. (laughs) Right, absolutely, that's what it felt like. And there's so much to to love about the movie. Uh, I found the uh, having only seen ninety four, and it's going to be hard not to compare it. I'm trying to wait until sure, next week. no, of course. But of course. the the at the end when they bring all the cards in, and it's just one person after another, and they throw it on the desk, and it's like that's just a, such a great scene. It's so yeah. funny, and it's just fantastic. So I loved it. You know, didn't love the way the two adults met at the beginning of this movie. Uh, that you know, saying the best way to to meet a mom is to uh, hang out with the daughter. Not great. Don't love that. <laughs> Made me feel weird inside. Uh, but overall, it was, a, it was a different. It was a different time. Different man. time. <laughs> overall, uh, just really lovely. And I hate. I, similar to It's a Wonderful Life, I hate that I waited uh, so long in my life. Uh, to watch the original you know look it is never too late i i always hear people they're they're like embarrassed they haven't seen something or whatever and i you know i i I don't judge anybody for that stuff because believe me there's still movies that i haven't gotten to like everybody has their the holes in their cinematic education but like you know just get to it at some point and and enjoy it and take the pleasure of it and don't have regrets about you know when you got to it just just get in there a quick detour just because and you might not actually know the answer to this but you were bringing it you're talking about the music um that you listened to early on and how you found out about other music later um do you remember like now there are channels all across the country that switch to christmas all year or or all season 24 7 when did christmas music become and you might not know this but when did it become the type of thing that it is now where it's like uh, just a, a commercial juggernaut and there's radio stations that are switching at, at Halloween, like Hallmark. I, I mean, it goes back decades. I think the idea of like established performers putting out a Christmas album, I mean, that goes back to like, I don't know, probably the forties, I guess. Um, but as far as like radio stations doing the switchover, that was a thing that somehow I was never aware of it as a child. Although I do remember one time I have this distinct memory as a little kid going, like we were driving around and visiting people on Christmas day and we were at somebody's house and there was like, they were listening to Christmas music and I realized it was on the radio and I was like, wait, what? That's a thing. And then like, it never, I never thought <laughs> about pursuing it after that, but obviously that that's been happening that's for funny. a while now. So <laughs> This is one of those movies, though, that I feel like it's it, it isn't on as much during the holiday season. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is on all the time. And I know part of that is the copyright thing, which we've talked about a little bit. But what mm. is kind of the uh, history of this movie? I know you mentioned it came out in the summer, but the the success of it or the popularity of it, has it always been there? Why do I feel like I don't see it on TV as much during the holiday season? 
Yeah, I you know I don't know the answer to that because it it, it didn't it never went into any sort of weird copyright thing the way It's a Wonderful Life or Remember the Night or other films that we've talked about did and it like I said it did win an Academy Award for Edmund Gwen so I think it was right. it, it was a hit when it came out and it was you know won an Oscar so I think it's always been regarded as a, a classic but um, yeah it it hasn't had the full court press that other Christmas movies have gotten in, in recent years although I think you know having the occasional remake like in 94 which is not the first remake by the way and we'll talk about that next week yeah um you know i think that that sort of like helped it along the way like i you know even even now you know there's this weird disney fox thing where disney you know bought 20th century fox of course but like there's still other deals with like that's why for example Exactly. Yeah. So, like right now, like you could watch, you know, Nightmare Alley on HBO Max in right. addition to on Hulu, and you could be, you could watch. I think West Side Story is also on HBO Max in addition to Disney Plus. Um, and yeah, so like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street when Disney Plus launched was there, but now it's on HBO Max. So it's like you, you do have to kind of chase this movie around a bit. But no, the the the, the story I do know is that um, when the movie came out in nineteen forty seven. Uh, Daryl Zanuck, who was running Fox at the time, uh, did not think that people went to the movies in significant numbers at Christmas. And, you know, that's obviously something that's changed over the years right. now. Now Christmas, Christmas is Day whole- is a big big premiere exactly yeah christmas season is where they right. you know they'll drop a lot of big movies because people are out of school and you know off work whatever uh but at the time that was the conventional wisdom was people don't go to the movies after christmas time so they released it in the summer and not only did they release it in the summer um go to youtube and watch the trailer the original trailer for this movie it's kind of hilarious because what they do is they they basically send this like reporter guy around the 20th Century Fox lot and he talks to different actors like, you know, and Baxter and like like recognizable actors to audiences who were under contract with the studio. And they're all talking about this movie. And the 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 point of the trailer is well, one person says, Oh, it's a great comedy, and somebody else says, Oh no, it's a moving drama. And somebody says, Oh, I I loved the love story, and blah, blah, blah. Like they 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 approach all the different things that this movie is but they don't talk about Santa Claus. They don't talk about Christmas. Like they don't, it, it, not, the holiday part does not come up at all, but it's, it's all these other genres that, that they want to sell you on. So uh, it's just this weird thing of like, let's talk about this movie, but not really talk about what this movie is actually is or is about, which now makes no sense. But at the time, again, they just thought, well, Christmas, that's not a selling point for movies. So we'll just, we'll just skirt around that. It's a real, uh, we don't talk about Bruno situation where the whole song we don't, is, <laughs> we don't talk about Santa, <laughs> uh, but here, here it is. Um, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, thoroughly thrilled and I, it really, um, uh, there's enough differences and then we'll talk more about it next week, but there's enough differences to where I feel like watching both of them isn't redundant during the holiday season. Like it, they both kind of add a little, a little something to it. So um, excited to talk about the next one uh, next week. Uh, let's talk about feels Christmas spirit. If you will, mm. Alonzo. I always, always cry when the little Dutch girl comes to see Sinterklaas because that I I think there's, there's a larger like article or doctoral thesis or something to be written about. What did these 1947 movies, because we've seen several of them now. um, What do they say about how America was kind of readjusting to life after world war two? Right. Cause I think this whole movie, if you look at it, it's about cynicism and it's about like, 
childlike wonder like do children get to be children even you know like after they have witnessed what they have witnessed and living in a world where these horrors have been visited upon mankind do children get to still escape into fantasy and use their imagination and 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 have faith in 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 miracles or in the unexplained or do they have to be like and so much of this movie, whether it's the way the psychologist is, whether it's about, you know, Susan being very like, you know, hard nosed about about pragmatism and realism until, you know, Chris sort of opens up her, her imagination Um you know, the, 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 the shoppers being so shocked that like Macy's would actually send them to another store because no store ever does that. Like th this movie, I think has a lot to say about just what humanity and what America was like at the time. And, and also what, what, you know, movies always kind of tell us about ourselves or at least tell us about ourselves as we'd like to think of ourselves. And so I, I, I really think this is a very – it's a timeless movie, but at the same time, it's very much a movie of its moment. Um, and so I, to me, like the, the you know, the, the, the Dutch girl who was like a war refugee and, and, and all the stuff that she's been through, but she's – just that, that moment of delight where like it's Sinterklaas and he speaks Dutch to her. And, and, and the, the thing that she says that isn't subtitled in the movie, he asks her what she wants for Christmas and she says, I don't need anything. I have this home now. Oh. <laughs> and it just – oh, God, it just rips me apart every time. And there's several moments like that in the film, you know, at the end when Doris admits that, that she does believe in Chris. Mm -hmm. That part always kills me. Um, I, yeah. I, and so, again, Christmas feels this is about – you know, yes, it, 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 you do get to see the actual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade of 1946, I guess, when they shot this. And, and Edmund Gwen was, in fact, their Santa Claus. Oh, wow. Uh, and so you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they just went in and shot the whole thing. That's and one it, way to do I, it. Yeah. And I, I learned from, from Christmas Past, Brian Earl talked about how, like, this movie made the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like, a big national really? deal. Really? It used to just be kind of a regional thing, but <laughs> after this movie, that's when you started seeing it on, you know, telecast around the country. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I feel like this movie is giving me all that Christmas and also all the sort of emotional Christmas of, of you know, people being there for each other. Uh, you know, all the stuff with Albert. Come on. Come on. Is this the first? Because we've seen it since uh like one that comes to mind is noel where uh anna uh -huh. kendrick goes in and she knows sign language suddenly because she's santa Claus. right is right. this like the first uh iteration of that of santa being this like like that's how he's communicating like he can, uh, he i think anything? so I, I i think this is the first movie that i know of where they the, the the idea of like well of course santa speaks all the languages because he's there for all the children you know but in it's the world. so good yes oh Oh man, they sell that moment, and that Susan is watching it happen. Yes, you know, so it just all uh, yeah. seeing um, the wonder in her eye. Z yes, <laughs> not just one of them, both eyes. Yeah, both, um, both eyes. is so good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. such a great scene, and I just think that this movie, like, this is a ten out of ten Christmas spirit. Like, yeah, this is a Christmas movie. Like. From, For sure. from start to finish, it's not just a movie that takes place around the holiday season. It's centered around Santa Claus and the spirit of Christmas. So yeah. this is this is this is the Christmas movie, you know, <laughs> right? For sure, absolutely. And you know, like the in addition to all the remakes, like this is the reason that the department store in Elf is Gimbal's, right? 
is this movie because gimbals no longer exists. It went, they, they, they went bankrupt sometime in like the eighties, I think. So they use two uh, real stores, re- two real stores. Yeah. Like the, the Mr. Macy is a fictional character, right. but yeah, Macy's and gimbals were like big rivals in New York city at that time. And again, a real life, consequence of this movie macy's started hiring they would have a woman in the store named christine kringle and she would send customers to other stores if they had like That's other wild. items or better prices yeah so again, but now but nowadays big- gimbal suits right because this is like like it does you know macy's <laughs> is getting like great promotion out of this and then Gimbal's right, yeah, like, yeah. we don't have the real Santa. yeah take, you know? take my name out of your mouth right. yeah <laughs> that's wild that but, they're in the but, real store yeah, but that so that's that's why Elf is they they use the the gimbal's name as a as a callback to this movie. That's great. Would you give this a ten out of ten on a Christmas? Oh, no question. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's do comparisons. Does anything come to mind aside from the the remakes? I mean, I guess Noel kind of. It's you know there there, yeah. there are elements of it. Noel takes from a lot of like there's Elf aspects of Noel. Sure. And, but it's a miracle, and and I like the movie. I think it's really quite charming. Yeah, yeah. Noel, Noel is fun. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you, I would actually really say Elf, and in fact, go yeah. back and and dig up the uh, a film and a movie episode that Daniel and I did about a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and Elf, and and the connections about how those movies tell stories. I think there's something specific about the idea of you know Hallmark, as we know, loves a loves a small town getting together on Christmas. But if you can win over like jaded new yorkers to the holiday spirit and to believing in santa then you've really accomplished something and i think both of these movies sort of tackle like what is what does christmas in manhattan look like exactly and how do people feel about it i'm trying to think i feel like there's a hallmark movie um that kind of centers around like saving a department store uh well there's christmas at uh there's Christmas at Cartwright's, which is the one where Alicia Witt is the cross-dressing Santa Claus. But what's the one with Julie? Um, oh, and the guy from Gilmore Girls, where she they they the the department store hires a new Santa Claus, and it turns out he actually is Santa. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, I do. I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, a bride for Christmas? No, 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 no. Um, why oh, why did it, I, I typed in a hallmark channel um um gilmore girls actor and it, uh it's it's charming christmas from 2015 charming christmas let me see this uh this is really great audio charming christmas i know uh imdb says when a young businesswoman plays mrs claus at her yes her life begins to take some unexpected turns so yeah that's that's your pick I think. that's a great movie as I recall let's, it, let's, but maybe let's not. not throw great around too. <laughs> it's a it's here. a great Hallmark Christmas movie. Okay, fair enough. Yes, on that's, that standard, that's uh, a, that, yeah. I haven't watched it in a couple of years though. I need to. This is one of the ones. I think this was the year before I really started watching them. But this is one of the ones when my good friend Bibbs, friend of the show, uh, started telling me that I needed to be watching these movies. I think this was the one that he described the plot of. It's like, okay. And then, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. and so, so indirectly it kind of, you know, dragged me into all this. I need to, hopefully that airs during Christmas in July. Cause then we can, co- we had, that's one of the ones we haven't covered still. Oh, indeed it's not. Yeah. But we we're trying like when, uh, Christmas in July, we try to cover ones that are on during July and they play a lot sure. of, of like the, past year and so exactly yeah we're running out like last year it was really hard to find 
<laughs> that many Hallmark movies that we hadn't covered because they don't play a ton of the older ones um, during July. True. You know, you might have to maybe cheat and say, oh, well, it's on Hallmark movies now, you know. Or just or just <laughs> Hallmark. Make drama a Christmas channel. Right? Just it's, do it's, it. It's just sitting there. Come on. I have, uh, I've, I have tried. I have pushed it as hard as I can. Anybody that I talk to from the network that I, I have the opportunity to just say, drama's, drama's dumb. Make it Christmas. <laughs> I try to say it a little or, bit nicer. Or but. at least just goose, you know, put, make it more than a once a week Christmas thing like the other channels does. Cause I mean, they don't, they don't do any, even during this past Christmas, they didn't do, didn't any, do any during the actual season. And I, I, I don't get, I don't get what the threat drama is. is where the Waltons went for the holiday season. They yeah. Went. Waltons and little house, like right. in, in perpetuity. <laughs> <sighs> It's tough. Um, all right. Next week, Miracle on 34th Street, 1994. It's 94. also on Max, I believe. Uh, okay. I think. Am I wrong? <laughs> I hadn't looked it up yet, but... Um... But in the description <laughs> of this episode, I'll put the film in a movie episode that you uh, referenced for some oh, yeah, uh, further, further listening. Um, yes, Miracle on 34th Street, uh, 1994 edition is what we're going to be covering next week. And then I think we're back to regularly scheduled programming of uh, yes swapping. And I, I and I've, I've got I've got my classic ready to go uh, for the following week. But we'll get into that later when you're allowed to know what it is. Can't wait Un- <laughs> until then. May we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.